Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Replayer Podcast. I'm your host this week, Dan. Of course, with me is my lovely co-host, Pagan. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. And joining us is a returning guest and friend of the show, Michael San Gregorio. Oh, yeah. Three-timer club right now. Yeah. San Gregorio. San Gregorio. Is that how Indeed. you say it? The more you <laughs> say it, just the more it The it more just it gets, like, like, super Italian. Yeah. <laughs> It, it turns into red velvet cake in my mouth. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have what never gotten a better compliment than just now. Well, now I want cake. So perfect. Fuck. Screw the podcast. Let's get cake. How do cake. we always end up with food? We even started <laughs> actually, with food now. We haven't done food in a while. So we I think haven't we're doing actually. Good. <laughs> Speaking of cake, let's talk about the layered deliciousness of uh, Michael's contributions to the replayer. Nice. Retro Replay website? Did yeah. everybody just see that segue? What that the was... fuck? That was good. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. You couldn't connect better pieces if you had a Lego set. <laughs> yeah, the layered yeah. deliciousness <laughs> that is Michael San Gregorio. Ye- well, you're welcome at my ability and skills at segueing, which is now completely <laughs> ruined. Yep. But... <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Be all right. Michael, we brought you onto the podcast this week as one of our uh, highlights of the contributors for the new Retro Replay website. You and many others who have uh, taken their time to volunteer to create some interesting contact content and articles for the website, much like myself. And we had Jake on previously, and we've got a few others that have been helping out. Um, wanted to just get you on, talk about some of the stuff you've been writing for the website and before we get into it, I, I was looking over the articles you have, and you have such a wide range Thank of you. what you've written for the website. And I think it's interesting. And that's why I said a layer cake um, uh-huh. kind of uh, gives us some great insight to you as a person, I think. And um, first of all, I want to start with, you know, how did it feel being able to have this opportunity to write for the website? Uh, fantastic. Um Stephanie Watson, uh, our editor, and uh, Brandy, uh, also our editor, came up to me, and you know, we I was I was in, in I had heard that the site was looking for uh, content contributors, and Drew was you know putting that uh, that uh, message out there, and we had been in correspondence. So I'm like, when you're ready, sign me up. I'm happy to be a part of it. First of all, I just want to say though, every single one of our writers is just bar none really impassioned writers and you can tell from all the you know the real effort they put into the research and the um just uh, uh stephanie and brandy helped so much with mm-hmm. um helping put a voice to everybody's uh article and style so every there's a very unique uh element to each of it um when i got on board i literally had no idea what i wanted to write about mm-hmm. uh right off the bat like i was going to start mm-hmm. with something silly uh, like I had this idea of uh, how to take a vacation in um, in Red Dead Redemption Two. Like <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, but I, I, like I started and I'm like, this isn't funny, and I just <laughs> don't want to do this. So I was listening to um, I was I was listening to some um, comedians talk about uh, how video games have helped them in the pandemic, and. Mm-hmm that kind of correlated with how I had been playing games as like a coping mechanism for mm-hmm. being stuck inside all day and not really having any contact other than maybe some online games. And the kind of the light bulb went off to be like, Oh, okay, well I'm a very big on uh, being an advocate for mental health and um, stigma elimination. I love playing video games and I use it for a lot of my own just coping purposes 
and I started to do some research and I was astounded with how many clinical studies there actually are about how the two correlate. So I decided to write about that. And that's where my first article came from. Right. And we're and speaking of now I've mind been, games, right? I've been found, I've been finding out that it's actually being cited by, um, no by uh, psychology studies. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh God. Amazing. And that is um, like Dan said, it's mind games. Video games is mental health therapy. You can also see that on retroreflayshow.com. If you want to go over there right now, mm-hmm. it is still up and available to read. And I want to hit on that specifically, too, because, of course, when I first saw that article go up, I thought, wow, that's interesting, because I myself had just um, prior to the podcast, I was in school for my bachelor's degree in psychology, and I wrote a thesis paper on video games helping with social isolation. And I thought, wow. Yeah, I was actually reading (laughs) that when you sent it to me, and mm -hmm. it was like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. These Mm -hmm. are all the points that I was hitting on in that article. Um, It's it's. The, the the feedback that I got from it when um, people were, you know, sharing it around, I had no idea. I was just like, I just wanted to write about something that I know and that I have a strong feeling about. And uh, when I had um, spoken to Stephanie about it with editing, she's like, yeah, you can really tell that this is something that you really like and enjoy and have a feeling about. And I was like, oh, so that's the trick. Just write about something you have a very strong feeling for. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. the approach I've taken into uh, what I've written so far and what I plan to write in the future. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like if you could ask Drew about it, that's something that he's been adamant about when he talks about the articles and the content that he wants for the website that he he wants people to share their personal POVs. Like he's really passionate about people being passionate about what they care about. And Mm -hmm. that's been one of the driving forces for you know brandy and steph with the editing and um helping the the individual contributors find their direction and voice because a lot of times I, i'm a little privy to this because brandy talks to me a little bit about it and i know that a lot of times the writers yeah, kind of know them. her right yeah a little bit you know a little They're bit friendly yeah we, nice. we, we we share a connection <laughs> uh but a lot of times the writers will come to them and say like what do you want me to write about and it's not for that they're not here to tell them what they want to write it's like well what do you want to write about and does it fit within the ideas and perspectives of retro replay so uh yeah, I it, mean, from the from the ground up this is a very impassionate community um the oh, common yeah. bond obviously being video super games, passionate but like it's, we we all have something we really either love to talk about or love to discuss like mm-hmm. and there's a difference between talking about something and then actually discussing it when you dis- and when you have the ability to discuss it you can engage and you can listen and you can maybe change your mind about something just from feedback alone and with the way these articles are going i like that engagement with the reader is so strong um because everybody does have some either Thing they can relate to about what ha- uh, these pieces of content or yeah. have a story that reminds them or maybe it inspires them to write about something on their own if they want if they so choose like response articles if if that ever becomes a thing for us i mean oh, it's sure cool. that'd be amazing i would love to see response articles honestly i think that'd be really cool somebody who's read something that they're so passionate about sp- speaking up uh against <laughs> or with or alongside of i'd love response articles well, wait until you oh. see my 20-page series about The Sims. No. Amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. You have so many people that can help you with that. So Yeah. Why is that? Like, The Sims is always, like, since since the first time that I, I got mean, on Brandy show, wrote about The Sims, That is too. just like, yeah. And I yeah. have something in response to her article, actually, for my what? upcoming stuff. <laughs> but, like, The Sims just keeps coming back, like, any time. I, I literally don't It'll never know. go I was... away. I was playing uh, some of The Sims today and I was like, why do I really enjoy this game? Like, and then <laughs> why? I was thinking like, I've actually, I, I enjoyed it a lot more before when I was younger and I had more of the expansion packs. And I don't have any of the new expansion packs. So I'm sure it is more fun with multiple of them. Steph can correct me on this. Uh, it just Steph gets judge. getting weirder. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I was playing it today on just a base game and I was still having fun. And I was like, how? How is this? 
fun. <laughs> it sounds like that sounds like me the first oh, time no. I ever played Minecraft. Like I was I literally played Minecraft for the first time just because I wanted to know why so many people were playing it. And I'm literally <laughs> like two hours in, like, why do people play this game? And why? This is weird. And then ten hours later, I'm like, I need to do this and I need to do this. I need to do this. I need, to do this. <laughs> yeah. like, I need like, more oh, gems. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, <laughs> I need more supplies. It gets addictive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, it's it's just it's fun to see, you know, like this energy being uh, seen throughout the site with the articles and now with interviews that are going in mm-hmm. and um, like exclusive stuff like it's just growing exponentially. And I love to see it. Um, I'm I'm not as as regular as a contributor um, as uh, some of the other writers, but I've uh, tried to make sure that for the pieces that i do put in it's not just like ah, here's an idea it's you know it's like what's the point of doing that if you're just you know if, if you're writing something it shouldn't just be ah, here you go oh agreed if you don't yeah. care how is the reader going to care right yeah that's fair yeah and it defeats the purpose of you know having an article written especially being on like a syndication that is retro replay and right you know like Obviously, if you're just writing to spit things out, it's what's that doing for anyone? Right. So, I mean, I fully back that up. I always ask myself before I write something is, who is this for? Mm. And if you can answer that and you have, you know, like, I know that this particular person is going to read this, then you're speaking to that person. And if that person wants to engage in that conversation from your article, share it to somebody else. Now you've added to your uh, to your audience and your uh, readers, for sure. And that goes on the uh, the comment section as well. When you post something like mind games and talking about the uh, like people getting through difficult times through video games, and you get the responses, you get those people like, "Oh, this game got me through this, or this game got me through that." that And (laughs) that's actually we've gotten a fair amount of that on the podcast. Even like we've gotten replayers on who talk about like. I went through a really hard time, you know, I went through, you know, this struggle or that struggle, whether it was like depression mm-hmm. or a death in the family or something that they were like, I just lost myself in like Uncharted or, mm-hmm. you know, Animal Crossing, you know, whatever it is that becomes their comfort to get through these troubling times. And that's yeah. where you get this great engagement with the community. And it's yeah. great to, especially with everybody you know now now um with people getting vaccines and stuff like that we're actually able to see each other to some degree (laughs) and we are able to actually engage like we used to but the past year uh year and a half this is has been how i see my friends and you know playing games online with them has been how we hang out and it's such you know it's Video games still to this day have like this glanced over uh, attitude by some generations and like, oh, it's just, it's a toy. You know, what, 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 there's nothing really there. I mean, it's a huge industry and Mm. it gives a lot of people a lot of work. um, Many of which who we know and to not to, to, um, to underestimate the community aspect of it. You know, a lot of so many people can focus on negative stuff of of like any you know the critical responses to games that fans may have or whatever you know any toxic community stuff because that makes headlines and that's what people read. But the stuff that we in uh, on the blog are trying to promote is that like yeah, that's not everybody. This 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 you know gaming communities and people who uh, you know play games. There's not one type. Uh, there are so many positive aspects that come out of it. And mm. it's, you know, it's just, we like to have fun and we like to, you know, play and mm. it brings people together. And I'm all the more forward if, you know, I, if I had a better internet connection, I'd play more uh, multiplayer games, but I, I just, I even just listening in on people playing games, which is something you can do when you're like playing on PlayStation or like a party game, uh, I mean, Twitch, for God's sakes, people hang out together to watch one person, Pagan, play games. 
I've had a lot of people no, talk no, about no. my own stream. They in watch the same way. my yeah, stream. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, they watch my stream, so I can shit myself. Let's all I, face it. I mean, more people wa- will listen to my streams sometimes more than they watch them because they it's like they listen, they listen to my voice, they listen to it's me. It's like talking. you're hanging out with someone because mm-hmm. my my stream, you know, to Pagan's credit, is on a complete. We're very different, you know, because I'm very calm, I'm very subtle, I'm deadpan, <laughs> whereas Pagan gets all wow. <laughs> Give give me some of your give me some pagan pagan. It's not my fault. Like <laughs> stuff happens. Recently, I did the Resident Evil Seven like, game. The whole your jump freaking game, the, mm, just priceless. Yeah. I don't do <laughs> that. No, ma'am, not cause... today. Not today, friends. No, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like people it's will fun, watch streams <laughs> or you know hang out, and it's it's kind of like almost like a mental relaxation and therapy session to just kind of yeah. hang out and be like i've had people treat it that way like i'm hanging out with you by being in your stream yeah. you know this is us spending time together in a internet way <laughs> yeah. and it's comfortable because you're in a judgment-free zone mm-hmm. um and you can instantly connect with people just by typing on your keyboard to another person yeah or you can just sit back and hang you know, just mm-hmm. because you enjoy the personality of the, the one ever streaming or you just like hearing your friends talk to each other while they play a game or, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's whatever it is. And to piggyback on that, one of the other articles you wrote was about hidden gems of YouTube. Oh, yes, man. Damn, another segue. Damn. That was that was not bad. That was <laughs> not bad. Too bad that, game, uh, that company is going out of business. Um <laughs> <laughs> I may have watched more YouTube in over the past year than like in my life. Mm. Uh, and it's just one of those things where you end up rabbit holing where mm-hmm. one, the rabbit hole, yeah. another, yep. another, who does anybody not know the rabbit hole effect? Do we need to explain that? <laughs> I feel like they, they know I feel bad for rabbits because they're kind yeah. of like, you know, that's not really our thing. It's just it's one hole. It's just, yeah. just, just one. It's just one. <laughs> um, but I got into video essays and watching people really like dissect uh, topics of like pop culture or history or how um, movies can correlate into a reflection of society and all these kinds of things. Mm. And then I watch completely stupid stuff too, just because I need a good laugh. And the channels that I found were the ones uh, that I listed were the ones I ended up watching the most. Um, I think Call Me Kevin was certainly one that I was regularly watching. Um, it's a great channel. I mean, he's he's just he's the total inversion of a, a gaming channel because it's just him like almost purposefully but he's just bad at video (laughs) games so it's just like i'm and this is a guy who he he had a uh he had his own retail he was he was the manager of a a video game retail um quit that job after and you know he got in a car accident so all he could do was stay home so he just said i'm just gonna make videos he kept doing it so much that is his job now Mm-hmm. And it's just because of him being him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the thing with person with people with these personalities on these channels. Everyone's like, "Man, how do I? How, I want to do something like that." It's like, well, they didn't. That's the thing. They didn't really try. They just did it, and their personality comes across that way. And those mm-hmm. are the ones you stick to. And and the ones I have on on the list were the ones that you know I was drawn to the most. Including this very channel itself. Mm. <laughs> uh, I just clicked into one of um, Kevin, call me Kevin's videos. He's just like, I don't know. There's a charm about him, but I got to say the hydraulic press. Oh, yeah. Right? Isn't that weird? How, how satisfying are those? I've come across those videos plenty of times and I'm just what like, Ooh, of what's all being the channels I listed, every single person who had read that article had gotten back to me and be like, Man, that why is it that hydraulic press channel is just like I can't stop watching it. I I don't know. It's just so fun to watch things get squished. 
Yeah, it's I can't of, even. Yeah, it's, it's so one of those strange. satisfaction videos. Yeah, like, it's the oddly satisfying just... thread on Reddit. Like, yeah, if anybody sees the listen, go on, go read the article again, <laughs> retroreplayshow.com because in the video, there's like pressing post its. That yeah. is the most satisfying. Th- the ending, <laughs> and you don't think like, really? I what like I wonder <laughs> what that would look, and you're just like, yeah. That that felt good. I felt like I was there. We did good work, yeah. folks. I like this. <laughs> I forget I who it was. Thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> there was a a guy that I watched for a while that was literally like he just took things and shot it with a fifty caliber sniper rifle. <laughs> what? That's all it was. Every one of his videos, like he bought a brand new iPhone, put American. it on the stand, blam. Bought a brand new <laughs> Xbox, put it on a stand, bam. You know, and just and he would film it with like a super high speed camera and play back the explosion in slow motion. So you'd oh, see yeah. like all the slow mo videos. It's kind of like the slow mo guys. They love slow mo videos. Who yeah. now work with uh, Rooster Teeth? The slow mo guys are awesome. Yeah, so like I got super into those videos for a while, <laughs> just watching this bullet rip through something, and it was always something like brand new of high value that people would be like, "Why would you just destroy that thing?" <laughs> like, ah, uh, it's like the will it blend thing, and they just put iPhones and shit, like brand new iPhones into a blender, and I'm like. <laughs> Check your privilege. Stop that. Stop it. <laughs> like, I don't mind watching crayons get squished by oh, <laughs> the crayons. That's really satisfying. <laughs> by a hy- hydraulic press or the slime by a hydraulic oh, press yeah, or a right? candle. I'm like, I'm loving all of this. This is fantastic. I mean, like, did you ever stuff. squish Thank like you. Play-Doh in your hands or stuff? Mm. Oh, the candle one is so good. I'm sorry. It's still going. It's a fantastic <laughs> video. Holy shit balls. Go watch this. It's so good. Okay, sorry. Well, it's like we bought a bag of kinetic sand for our wow. four-year-old. Have you ever played with kinetic sand? Yeah, oh, yeah. that is so mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. So crazy. And like you just, it's just you could it's mindless. Like you just sit there and like let it like fall and it just sticks together, but it doesn't like fall apart like normal sand. It's yeah, kinetics. Oh, man. It's not there's, there's some weird Strange. stuff that like they made yeah. for kids that they would just show on like Nickelodeon and things like that. Yeah, I remember all that actually. So good. The sand that like you poured into water and then it would make shapes and then you mm. would pull it out and yeah, it was and it's dry. Completely dry. Yeah. Wow. That's Witchcraft. sorcery. Witchcraft. <laughs> That's alchemy right there. Yeah, all of the producers were burned at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this. Now you die. <laughs> i can't oh, even man. this is going to be added into my top favorite list of fucking youtube this is, could be my top favorite youtube video well, of all time you're welcome right michael <laughs> you're very welcome i am absolutely super very happy welcome we've lost so pagan at this point she's just totally she's, she's going gone. down the rabbit hole <laughs> oh she God, is I gone i couldn't even because i was like oh this looks interesting and i press play and now i cannot un- unsee <laughs> that, 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 i <laughs> I want Some to talk of the about, stuff like, is so good. Oh, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. That was a great article. Thank you so much for writing it because it's changed my life. But the notion I, of I would also these hope YouTube that channels. YouTubers, I hope those YouTubers come back to me and say, you know, thank you for thanks all the additional subscriptions. Sending all the viewers. Yeah. The extra 100,000 subscribers that we You're need. welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. That makes me think about how, um, oh, like, funny. in recent memory, I, I watch more YouTube and less, like, subscription TV now. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. I go to YouTube for more of my content. It's hard to cut a subscription. Yeah, it really I've, is. I've I've ended relationships with human beings <laughs> quicker than I've cut off a subscription service. Like, <laughs> I I have like like Disney Plus. I subscribe for Disney Plus, but I rarely ever use it. And Adam's like, "Why don't you just stop subscribing? We don't use it." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I yeah, but it's there." I have Netflix. I I watch the same movies every time. I have Hulu. I watch (laughs) the same shows every time. It's like all this stuff. Why are you there? I don't. Same with like HBO Max. I'm just like, oh, okay. I've seen it. I'll watch it again. Who am I kidding? (laughs) HBO Max at this point is quite literally just my Big Bang Theory DVD player at this point. I call it the the Netflix (laughs) sequel because there's just so much of the same stuff. Although There's on so Netflix, I, I am like, see. on Netflix, I am documentary addicted right now. Uh, yeah, like same. they have the, they have the ones uh, about like the secret pirate kingdom. And then there's mm. one about samurais. And then there's one I'm like, give it all. <laughs> <laughs> give me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I don't have any great other segues for anything else, but I do want to <laughs> address uh, something that I picked up on from looking at your articles, Michael, is like, I feel like I have a better understanding of you as a person just from reading your articles 
you and my psychiatrist should talk. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Well, because they're so varied and have such different takes on what it is that you're there's a lot going on up here i'll tell you that much (laughs) between like you get into the history of your time working at theme parks to your passion about wrestling in your other two articles and it's like okay we got all the layers of the onion that makes up michael i think the theme park (laughs) one is my favorite one because to me that was like okay i have always wanted to be like one of disney's imagineers uh, mm-hmm. or one of universal's uh creative team members because there's so much like i'm i'm a big like tech trend nerd like usually when i see the new technologies being developed like years ago when uh digital projection mapping the kind where you could just you know put it on the wall but it the it will bend around the shapes so that it can adapt to it it can make like all little cool special effects like it started in germany and then now it's everywhere. The first time I saw one of those videos, I'd be like, that would look so cool if they put <laughs> like uh, a live show on the castle. And then years later, they do that. So I'm like, I I have to find a way to make money off of predicting these things because <laughs> I've been spot on for so many things. It's just weird because every time I see a new piece of tech, I'm like, how could that work in a theme park? Mm. Always my first thought. And when I was like, uh, Super Nintendo World had just come out in Japan. Um, it's closed again, but I'm sure it'll be reopened and closed again soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and they're building <laughs> one in Florida too with a, a Donkey Kong ride. Don't know what it's going to be. Sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Donkey well, Kong. as soon as I heard, oh yeah, they're making a Mario Kart ride. I was just like, I, I'm I'm ready. I'm Give it to me now. I'm ready. <laughs> um, I was like, what? video games are perfect for theme parks and i mean i feel like the ones that i picked i have been just these are ones i've been just dying to see and i feel like they could be realistically mm. turned into something for sure especially the bioshock like, I mean, one yeah for sure i think sometimes <laughs> maybe they're like oh maybe not the whole park or anything but i would love to see sections you know the way they've done right. like Buzz Lightyear and like Toy Story and the whole thing like they've done a section of the park like that I want a section for Uncharted I want a section oh for yeah <laughs> I, I just like, want I, all I, of I feel, that please. obviously like Uncharted feels it is the perfect stunt show mm. you know and yeah as a <laughs> stunt shows I just I'm fascinated by in theme parks I think they're just in, in Disney's Hollywood Studios they have the Indiana Jones stunt show spectacular now, the whole thing is that they're on set and they're filming like pickup shots for a movie that came out in the 80s. I don't understand, but they're, they're just like they're recreating scenes from Raiders of the Lost Ark and they're teaching you like they're showing you, hey, these are how stunts are made. And it's fun. It's corny. It's great. Uh, I I love that concept of just like, yeah, we're t- we're just good. We're just gonna throw ourselves off buildings and stuff, and here's here's the story. And I'm like, how have we not <laughs> just had Nathan Drake with all of his quips just show up and you know jump, <laughs> do what he's done does best, jump, shoot, so and have cool. a good one liner. <laughs> it's funny because when I read your breakdown of what you think that would look like and feel like, I've only seen one of those like live action stunt shows like that, and it was a uh, Waterworld. And this it was is like, exactly the show I was modeling it off of. Copy and paste Uncharted yes. onto the Waterworld show. And you I'm totally like, totally good. That's it. <laughs> you read my mind. 100%. That is the show. Waterworld is, and I will fight anyone on this, the Waterworld live show is the best stunt show in the history of theme parks. It's, it's pretty good. I don't it's one of the only ones I've seen, but it's pretty good. See it. When you just have that opening narrative of the future, where the world has been covered in 90% of water, Due to the polar ice caps melting, and it just you're sucked in. You're like, I'm uh, ready. I'm yeah. pu- pull me in. Yeah, the bad Dennis Hopper impersonator. Like it's just it, everything is so fantastic. I love it. Yeah, perfect show. But I the ride <laughs> I really wanted to see. Um, I, I like I've seen I've seen Universal Studios in Japan's videos of the Resident Evil moments, mm. and I was like, oh, that would be really cool to like just have like a horror maze. And you know, World of Pokemon. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, that that's that's a park that people are just going to go. How do we to not have a Pokemon park. park at this? point? How do we not? I, is like, there it, not it one in Japan? Be, it there definitely has would to have be to be somewhere. indoors, mm. and 
you'd have to just, I mean, the amount of merch and accessories that they'd sell to you, I'd be broke. Just just flat out broken and so much debt. But the Bioshock one, I like, (gasps) if I had to put the most, like if they gave me a list of like, okay, we'll get to, you get to build one of these, help that. I'm like, I'm doing the Bioshock one. There is one. It's yeah, called the I would do the Bioshock park. one, hands down. Be- there is a uh, Poke Park. There's a Poke Park. It was a, ch- a traveling Japanese theme park based on Pokemon franchise. Oh, this yeah. Currently and it was, eh. <laughs> but like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look all that great. But I it gotta just say, like cardboard cutouts. Like, it's, well, you get mm. to ride like Pokemon, and they've got large Pokeballs everywhere. And there's like, yeah, but imagine if there was money behind you? that. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Actually, if you actually, yeah, no, that is fair. Yes, (laughs) that's fair. I would, I concede. Well, I, I, uh, there's a, there's a Star Wars ride in, in, well, Disney World and and in Disneyland as well, where it's called Rise of the Resistance. And it's, it's a three act ride. You go in, you get your, your mission in this pre-show area. Then you go walk out to another shuttle which is a like stand-up simulator and then you end up in another room and you go to another pre-show and then you actually have the ride which is all over the place mm. it's it's a walking story so it's like how is you're already doing that when you're in the bioshock game right from the plane crash to the taking uh, the biosphere down and showing up in that world how amazing would it be if you're in like a multi-seated, you know, a uh, little uh, bathosphere, mm-hmm. you hear the Andrew Ryan voice saying, I wanted something different. I wanted rapture. And then your screen pops up and you mm-hmm. see like this fully simulated uh, 3D screen of an underwater city. And then you go through and you're in the freaking city. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> I, I want it. Just sign me up. That I want me. to be scared for my life running from live actor splicers. <laughs> the only oh thing God. I worry about that is like people punching <laughs> the actors. Like, yeah, well, you know, you have your yeah. limits. You put them in a safe space where, yeah. you know, people are, they just look like they're going to get you. <laughs> kind of sucks now, right? Like, just let me touch on this topic for a second because right now, if you go to those places, a lot of them will be like, there's a, there's a good distance between you and the actors, right? You yeah. can't really be around those people um a great example of this is the london dungeons when when they were the original london dungeons out by london bridge um station i'm pretty sure somebody can correct me on that um it was a small venue and all of the actors were like free roam pretty much and they could come right up to you but they were not allowed to touch you and it's very clear they say it in all of their intros and they're like we understand it can be kind of scary and intimidating and frightening do not touch the actors. They will not touch you. They will come close, but they will not touch you. And it's it's freaky, right? You get this mm. really large, oh, yeah. six foot three, like leaned over, and he's just dragging a chain, and he looks horrifying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! And he's coming right at you. You're like, oh no! So you do a lot of this like squealing and pushing away, but because of all this like people getting too close and like getting too frightened, and they're pushing and shoving and touching, and then there's like other kind of touching. You're like fuck me you've ruined it all so now they've had to like separate actors properly and give like proper um distance between you and other people and that makes other people uncomfortable but for me it totally ruins the vibe and now when you go into the london dungeons it's out by um it's actually on the uh oh the like a like a bar boardwalk i can't think of the name of it right now it's right next to the london eye if you go down there um uh i thought i had it there south bank <laughs> South Bank, maybe South Bank. Weird. Um, I don't to correct you, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But if you go now, it's a massive event and there's like a lot more people in each time. So before it was only like 10 to 15 people. And now it's like 30 to 50 people on each slot that you're going around. Mm. It's just not as cool. It was really cool and intimate before. And now it's just kind of like, oh, hmm, not one. You want that immersion experience for yeah. sure. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Universal Studios does uh, every year they do Halloween Horror Nights and the scare actors or scare actors uh, <laughs> that they hire for, you know, walking around. They're very, very, you know, engaged and lively and they want to scare you. Most of the time it's because 
they are uh, part-time cast members from Disney World who are unleashing all of that suppressed energy <laughs> of having to be happy all the time and just being like, I'm going to with people so much right now like i can't wait like like every single time that a guest has been rude to them they're just gonna take it out by scaring the bejesus out of them <laughs> I, I can love... imagine like the guy who's like in donald all day like waiting yeah, just, at people and then like i can't wait till tonight i'm gonna to look say, for that like, kid i'm gonna look for somebody, that guy. as somebody who had to say every day have a magical day um mm -hmm. i too would love to dress up as a zombie and just go <laughs> <laughs> out of um, a corner i stand corrected it's the queen's walk so it is right next to london i the queen's walk in, in london uh, um did they ever i've do done anything that though like i've that done at, like, the alden whole towers? scary thing hmm do you ever do anything like that like alden towers i didn't go to alden towers no you should i would have loved to. i, I, would, like I, I would love to like i didn't really go to any of the theme parks i went i think i went to one but it was not technically like a lot of it was closed or uh for like heavy weather and stuff like that so we just kind of went there got into the door and we're like yeah we need to mm -hmm. we just need to leave because stuff was closing down it was too dangerous for the winds and stuff so we just left um to tie yeah. all three of my articles together so far <laughs> i could tell you this much um there was in canada a um an indoor theme park called sega city and it mm. was oh. obviously sponsored by uh, nintendo um <laughs> obviously <laughs> uh it was just it was wall-to-wall -wall video games and s simulators and everything um when i would go there for summers uh, to see my cousins we would always go there and it was was the best experience because all you're doing is just you're going inside and playing video games all day you like paid one uh ticket price and it was like mm. an unlimited you know coin thing so it's every kid's dream come true I think I remember reading about that place and being like, oh my God, I want to go there. It was amazing. And then I rediscovered it, uh, like the history of it on um, uh, on YouTube. There, Somebody was doing a video essay about it mm. and it became so popular that it was like, why? well, why were so many teenagers going there uh, all the time? Because it was a social gathering and oh, yeah, it like was a place to hang out. And then there were times where they were like, no one's really playing the games. They're just kind of here. <laughs> I mean, like, great. They paid for it. Cool. But they're just hanging out. Like, so that's that's what that's what video games do for people. You know, they just, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, it, it's that common bond where it's like, we're going to face a challenge together and we're either going to go out swinging or make mighty accomplishments. <laughs> I mean, you could reflect that or contrast that to the original arcades which were the original video games were arcades oh yeah and that yeah. was a social experience that, that was something and there were unwritten win. rules you put yeah. your quarter down on the machine in a four-player game you know you respect that that person's going next after you die <laughs> mm -hmm. even if you have more quarters you just you know you got to know like oh okay they want in next Aww, and if your mother or whoever guardia was with oh, yeah. you at that time gave you like a five dollar roll oh Oh yeah, there's my day. <laughs> I used to do that too with the my rich parents. kids who got the twenty dollars ones. I was like, "Come on, you're showing off." Walk around with that pocket full of quarters, like, right? What do I want to play? Jingling. What do I want to play? <laughs> and then you end up being like the like um, the virtual racer or the the big shootout ones that are like a dollar each game, and you're done in like ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, hate I that. wasted many rolls of quarters playing like Rush San Francisco or something, oh. like, or Cruising oh. USA because it was a like, it was Cruising. a dollar a game, Cruising and it was USA. like bang one race you're done. <laughs> but yeah. you're like that was so much fun, ding 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 ding, you know. Then you just watch every kid who put ass as their three initials. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> well, uh, to, not to curb your uh, wrestling article, unless you want to get deep into that. I wanted to get us moving on since we are running a little long. Um, yeah, talk uh, about I some wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> there are people who like wrestling. They they will share those feelings. I, I, yeah. I threw in some <laughs> personal stories in there about my experience uh, on the indie scene as well. Uh, it was fun. Please check it out. Let me know yeah. which game you um, liked. And if you like wrestling, you can check out that article. Uh, that was <laughs> Pro Wrestling's Greatest Video Games, which is a great idea. I like the idea. I'm not a fan of wrestling so much myself, but I have played wrestling games. Um, my only one I can really think of was the original I think WrestleMania for NES. I played that. Oh yeah, um, and that's about it, really. I like that game. I just yeah. Don't like it, it, 
like lately games wrestling games have just been terrible lately because they're just mm. trying to be simulators and they're complicated and they're convoluted i was just like can i just pick up a controller pretend who i want to be and then move on <laughs> like can we just, can we just can i just have fun playing this and try to figure out an algorithm that i need to but whatever yeah that's why i chose the ones i chose and if you think there are better ones please let me know yeah please do well moving us along let's get into uh this week's episode of retro replay where uh michelle Morrow, What's that? the retro replay <laughs> oh um, right it's this that, youtube that, show that show so it's, didn't you, make you the sh- list so listen, there's a show on youtube called <laughs> retro replay you, m- you might want to check that out and add that to your list it's, it's, i'll look into it okay yeah. um <laughs> so rude so nolan north if you nolan north is a voice oh, i know actor. him yeah he oh, was great okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you you know him you know him <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyway go ahead sorry uh nolan north is joined by michelle morrow on yet another fantastic cooperative competitive episode they played a game called nidhog which i have heard of never played I want to start off this conversation by saying that I thought that was surprisingly entertaining and funny episode. Oh yeah. Um, with the, the competition and Nolan kind of crushed it. Oh yeah. He killed it. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, I I'm lost for words on this one, Nolan. Mm. I know we're, we're so used to like the trope <laughs> of Nolan is bad at games to like that when we see him succeed, and mm-hmm. now succeeding often. Yeah, Megan, I you're just, on the inside. What's going on? I, I, I <laughs> who was really know. on the controller? Who's really on the controller? Maybe, maybe no one was just always pretending to be bad. This is the to, longest. Like, bring con. it out at moments. The long like con this. is finally paying off. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly it. It reminded um, me I, of um, Pitfall, like very much like the Atari games. Mm. The way oh, it was designed. It was I, yeah, I saw it as a competitive Prince of Persia. Yeah. It like was Perry so cool, Stab, though. but versus Perry Stab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Maria made that connection as well in chat. And I was like, mm. oh, good throwback, good throwback. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. The trailer, when they th- threw it up, looked like Michelle was like kicking ass. And I was like, yeah, go Michelle. It's awesome. <laughs> and then like Nolan is like tearing it up and just Coming like out fucking. out of nowhere. I, this game is incredible. I love like the pixel gore. I like. <laughs> the 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 design um i think it's really funny and quirky what a great game i've never seen this game before so doing the research for this was really interesting so mm. um that was amazing and that was michelle's suggestion she wanted to play that um, nice so yeah it was really cool i do see you have some factoids on nidhog which i'd love for you to share with us because i don't know a lot about this game uh, sure. The game was actually commissioned for the New York University Game Center's um, annual multiplayer show, and they revised and demoed it at private events over the next four years before its final release date. Oh, I see. So this was kind of like a four-year game in the making. Um... I think they had, um, it was, yeah, it's like originally supposed to be like uh, students. They were students. Mm. And then eventually like just reworked and reworked the game and then actually released it. And it was like really shit hot popular because <laughs> it's, it's a really cool game. Um, it actually also won um, an Indicade in 2013's Game Design Award. Um, sorry, in the Indicades in 2013, they won a Game Design Award and um, Independent Games Fil- Festival's Nuevo Nuevo Award. So basically, like best new game um, mm. in 2011, which was pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be just for PC at the time, and then they had to converted into console because it got really popular and they use the same code um what are they called code mystics for writing code cross-platform the same oh, okay. as, uh, uh, that did metal uh, metal mortal combat <laughs> metal combat uh, mortal combat i have been personally loving this revolving door of co-hosts um yes i just i just think it's so great to uh see nolan with his friends just playing mm-hmm. you know like just how we all feel when we get to just hang out with our friends and play games Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as I love his dynamic with Drew, uh, Drew being off camera and kind of being <laughs> that unseen Andy Richter to his Conan, uh, it's 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 cool to see you know the the interaction. And I do have have loved the increasing amount of Stephanie's text message quicks quips. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, can we all just shout out Stephanie Judge 
you are killing it with she, these she edits. She makes me laugh so what much. What the fuck? She, her <laughs> edits are so good. Oh, yeah. Spot on. Spot I just, on. She's a creative genius. Um, killing it. Best. Killing it, Steph. Absolutely killing it. So shout out. Absolutely. Um, Especially yeah, the... Yeah, I would agree. What would you call no that? No judging. The, the beaver <laughs> romance section? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever that was. That was like... And then, of course, just Nolan's like, mm. <laughs> right? Oh, no, or the um, like the the Paul clip that she put in, oh my like God, uh, the... brought to you from R.I.P. Paul's ears, basically. Oh. The explosion of Paul's just ears. That poor guy. Beautiful, oh. beautiful <laughs> stuff, Stephanie. Beautiful stuff. The man um, has to listen directly yeah. to everything. It's just oh. Paul. He's and I think it's hero. They can do those kind of fun edits and jokes now that they've kind unsung of unsung hero. They've involved the unsung heroes like Paul and Stephanie more into the the what is retro replay. So because us as fans now yeah. know who these people are, they're not just behind the scenes. Like, you know, a year or two years ago, it was like, who is Drew? You know, like, what right. is Drew? Does Drew right, exist? Yeah. It was is just a cartoon in... face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was... And then we didn't like we learned still about not Stephanie. Convinced we that's learned the real about Drew, Paul. And... Not convinced <laughs> it's, it's the real He's Drew. a paid actor. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Just like uh, Adam. Just like Adam. Yeah. He's the same guy sometimes, actually. Yeah. <gasps> Did you just accidentally spoil <laughs> that Drew and Adam are the same? <laughs> no. There was a running theory that me and Adam are the same for a while, and I was like... Yeah, I remember that theory. <laughs> um, no, I actually think, People like, on weird. your point, though, Michael, with the, like, rotating co-hosts, I am loving um, having more women on the couch. Yes. yes. I'm mm. loving having... We had two episodes with Allison and two episodes with Michelle... Um, Allison plus their kills previous me. episodes. Allison. Al- Allison, I watched when she was on G4, and she was one of my favorites. Uh, I've seen her on like Geek and Sundry stuff. Mm. She, I think she's a, I think she's a Jersey native. I want to say that, but I don't know. I just want everybody famous to be from New Jersey. Just from Jersey. <laughs> just, just be like, yeah, why not? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> but like, yeah. you no, know, I. And to me, she's female Nolan. Like they're just their their personalities are so like head to head like. I'm going to try to get to this dirty joke before you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like their dynamic works really, really well. And likewise for Michelle on this episode, I think she just brings such an energy to the show that it just, mm-hmm. I think, not that it lacked, but it's something I didn't even know it needed. And I, I really appreciate seeing um, seeing Allison and Michelle on the show um, mm. recently. I don't know, maybe just as a female gamer, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I really enjoy yes. this. Yeah, bring I, them on. I like I want, that, you know. They were both able to suggest a game that they wanted to play with Nolan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of one of the things that going back to when we first started talking about new hosts or co-hosts on the show, that was like, ooh, what would be a good person to come on and what game would they play? Especially if they come on like, I love this game or I think this game would be great for us to play yeah. on the show. And I hope that's a continuing trend. And on top of that, the spontaneity that comes from them not knowing certain things like the shout out like that has been some of the best gold when nolan's like we're gonna do the shout out but then they don't know what they're supposed to do right (laughs) especially like was it funny well it was when michelle first came out and he starts doing the shout out and he's like come on come on like join me (laughs) in the middle of it i I say let him just do more things with no one knowing what's going on no one knows what nolan's thinking just let the chaos yeah, just what let it, it ensue. That's what we're all here for. Chaos. Let chaos reign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it's a it's a good time. And that brought on another, would you say, chaotic retro, retro feud with that too? <laughs> like what it happened? Is a good retro feud. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, sorry, Andrew. Um, so Andrew <laughs> and Ian came on the show. Andrew and, Lucy, one of our uh, contributors on the site, right well. on the website. Um, and Ian, who's a, a wonderful streamer and does a lot for charity. So, yeah. um, shout out to Ian. They came on and it was great. And, uh, turns out Andrew had not been keeping up with the show. Um, and I was like, I thought you knew this because you haven't <laughs> played the, the original <laughs> game for a very long time, for a good three months. Like mm. we haven't played the original game, but, uh, I presume Andrew just forgot. And, uh, when they started, <laughs> <laughs> When they started, Nolan was like, uh, uh, it's a, it's a metal thing. And you, you put, you put things like you can keep birds in it. Um, uh, Nicholas, 
Nick and you put Drew in it like it's a it's a metal and it's wires and Andrew's <laughs> just like I was screaming at my computer <laughs> like so many other people were. What? Huh? <laughs> and then it was like, okay, uh, hold on a second. And then he's like, okay, we'll just we'll just move past this. And then went on to the next one. And eventually Andrew's just like uh, and he had this confusion <laughs> on his face that Nolan was like, Do you know what game we're playing? <laughs> and what was so funny about this is Nolan usually does an intro. Like Nolan mm-hmm. usually is like, Hey, so we're gonna play this game. It's a little bit like taboo. I'm gonna say some things and he usually does that. But when we came on for the recording, he was just like, cool, we're ready to go. We're good. We get to go. There must have been crushed for time or something. So it was like, yeah, me and Ian are like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. And Andrew, poor poor Andrew. Andrew got thrown into like the fucking fire. Uh, and he's like, you don't know what our game we're playing? And he's like, uh, like I just, no. I just came here. I was told to show up at this time. I'm, I'm sorry. The poor guy was like out. headlights. It was all edited out from, from Stephanie. So thank you. Thanks, Stephanie, for, for that saving was, that. That but was great. It was it was so good. I was like, you can't write this. This is so funny. But for time reasons, they edited it out. And I was like, this is cool. I would love to see like them release just as bonus <laughs> clips, like the extended versions of just like when things go completely wrong. <laughs> I want to shout out to in the beginning there when they were establishing the uh, the team aspect. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you pick who goes first or second, and then you get to choose, you know, my team or her team. And then he's like, if you don't choose me, I won't take it personal. I'm like, liar, Nolan. <laughs> he took it very Absolutely personal will. when I didn't People choose People who him. take things personally say, <laughs> yeah, Nolan's I right. won't take it personally. <laughs> you have to pick Nolan. If it's your choice, you, have you just have to pick I Nolan. There's a loyalty here Nolan. that he expects, And folks. he was like, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting anything for Christmas now. Sorry, I like to go against the grain and do things a little differently. That's funny. Damn. But, I mean, conform, conform. You had Allison, right? Yes. Good team member. I chose Allison. Yeah, good team member. And we won. Damn right you Damn did. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I know. No, it was good. It was good crack. I really enjoy the retro feuds. If anybody's listening and they are interested in signing up for that, you can sign yeah. up on the website at retroreplayshow.com. It is in the frequently asked questions section. So if you do want to go check that out, you can. There is just a really long list, which is yes. why I haven't like put it up publicly on the community tab just yet is because I'm sure we're going to get flooded with more requests. It's an open sign up too, right? Like there's yeah, no and I love it. requirements there's no, yeah. for it. No. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And I want you all to sign up. It's more just, I already have like a hundred names and we're working mm-hmm. through them as we go. Um, and they're not every episode now. So yeah, just to and let as, you know. As a former two-time champion, asterisk. Um <laughs> There is an asterisk next to that record. Yeah. Uh, so if you do sign up and on the frequently asked questions section of the retroreplayshow.com uh, website, it just could be a while. And when I do approach you, it could be the last minute. <laughs> so yes. just keep an eye on your emails. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just the run of the show. Things am I, am I allowed to tell the story of what happened the first time? Go for it. Do it. Yeah. Okay, sure, so, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so oh, I, I put in the request with Pagan. I was like, can't wait to do it. We scheduled it awesome yep did the whole thing it was such a blast it was a great recording the game went well i won it was a thanksgiving episode it was the it was i would have been on the 100th episode you would have been on the 100th episode (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) is what it is (laughs) but i i get i get a message from bacon stand by we may have dropped the call and i'm like okay are you available later? Sure. Uh, so sorry. The entire thing didn't record because yeah, of the an, whole thing. Just an accident. I was like, all right, okay. So we'll do it again. So you had actually done the retro feud. Had already yeah. done it. Yeah. Had already done it. Had already won it. Yeah, done it. <laughs> he won it. It was great. There was like, yeah, it was a really it was a fantastic, good thing. Fantastic mm-hmm. take. It was a great run. We all had a yeah. good laugh. Uh, go on to the second time. And I'm like, I'm just going to just go with it. I don't have any expectations <laughs> for this thing. God forbid it happens again. And then what do you know? I won again. Hey, <laughs> won again. I won again. Yeah, against an amazing Akeem as well. Shout out Akeem. He was fantastic. Um, what he a was legend. so much fun. His music is just... Um, but yeah, um, it was hilarious because when it was like, it didn't record, I was like... What? Mm. <laughs> because now I had to come up with a whole 
other Use 20 Lulu. questions basically to to ask and i was like no fuck's sake and they were all thanksgiving themed and i was like no i bet you <laughs> like, must appreciate the taboo now since you don't you probably don't have to come up with questions now so well yeah i mean taboo actually was i mean if this is inside information it was um, pj's idea pj said mm. um i would love it's to see other types of games like what about taboo type thing and i was like great idea hilarious let's do it mm-hmm. um so yeah so we're running with taboo for now if anybody has any other suggestions that they'd like to throw out what Ooh. they'd like to see on the show feel free i have a thousand dollar pyramid no i have a suggestion for um an edit for steph which i think they oh she missed the opportunity they were talking about after uh ian won and they're like you get a box of nothing or uh ian's like i I expect that in the post and then nolan says i just want to ship an actual box with nothing in it yeah like that steph make a a little edit of like the box of nothing to be like here you go (laughs) that i mean yeah it's like you win a box of you guys could just mail a shoebox with a picture of Nolan going, you got nothing. Like ha- it would literally cost so much money <laughs> for a box of nothing. Depending on where it was shipped from, yeah. yeah. Okay. What about just about a it? picture of a box of nothing to I'm send? I'm going to send you email. a blank email to your email. Yeah. I'm just going to send you a blank. Congratulations, email. you got nothing. It's like yeah. when the people title will be from the retro replay, retro team. replay winner, <laughs> and the email is just blank. It'd be like when people order like a PlayStation Five off of eBay, and then it's just a box with a picture of a PlayStation Five, and they spend <laughs> yeah. like a thousand dollars on it. Those those people, people actually have a felt special that shit. That was hilarious. For them. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. Yeah. Well, good times. It was a good episode. Uh, That's gonna do it. You two, you are a true prize in the community. I can say that much. I I'm sorry. You're talking about these two, aren't you? Because they are. You really just don't. For our visual listeners, Pagan is. For our visual (laughs) listeners, I'm pointing at the pictures behind me. That's what we call. That's what we call. I said that once, and it's like the what's going happen. Okay, this is what (laughs) happened to me. I said visual (laughs) listeners, so now that that's what they are. Welcome to YouTube. That's a T-shirt. That's that's a T-shirt right there. For our visual listeners, Pagan was pointing at her drawings of Uncharted and. Last of Us drawings that I own, by the way. I didn't. I'm a visual listener. That like that should be the the T-shirt. Yeah, I'm a visual listener of the Replayer podcast. Replayer podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> for you people out there who this is your reward. Anyways, I'm sorry, but thank you, Michael. You're very sweet. Thank you so much, Michael. We're gonna wrap the show up, and this is gonna be mm-hmm. your chance to promote or talk about anything you're working on before we sign off. So anything you're wanting to share, do it now, yes. please, and thank you. I have a very cool thing coming up. Um, a sketch show in New York City that I used to uh, co-produce is coming back. It's called Bragging Rights. Uh, it comes back on June 4th. So if you're in the New York area, look up at the Players Theater. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Two teams competing uh, with their best sketches uh, against uh, with uh, special guest comedians as our judges. Uh, I am going to be hosting uh, the official podcast for the show called Humble Brag where I'll be interviewing cast members and crew members from the show. And it's going to be on Mondays. Our first episode uh, will be um, the 20, whatever this coming Monday is, because I don't know (laughs) when this episode's coming out. But uh, if if you go to, um, if you go to YouTube and just uh, search up Humble Brag, Bragging Rights, that show will come up. It's going to be a weekly Monday show that premieres at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, And as we say there, Let's get ready to humble. Humble. Oh, nice. that's cool. <laughs> I like that's that. That's yes, good. I hope I don't get sued. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you won't. And if you want to follow uh, all of them on social media, it's at Bragging Rights NYC. That's the name for all the stuff. It's a great show. Nice. Hope you enjoy it. Follow the channel. All the clips of things will be up there almost every day. We're gonna re- we're gonna put a lot of cool content up there. That's amazing. Nice cool thank you thank right. you pagan i have always oh. appreciated being on with the you two. Oh, awesome. oh thank we you, love man. to have That's you awesome. on thank you yeah we love always a good time show, <laughs> um you can find me over at uh pagan underscore plays on instagram and twitch and you can find me at pagan plays on twitter i had to really think about that for that a second uh because i was like i said oh, twitch anyway <laughs> pagan underscore plays twitch instagram pagan plays no gap, no underscore, Twitter. Nice. 
And of course, uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Vash, along with everywhere else. If you want to come see me very passively playing through survival horror games <laughs> like Resident <laughs> Evil Village, where I don't freak out at all, unfortunately. I, I do freak out a little bit. You. <laughs> I say, oh boy, a lot. <laughs> oh you boy. say, oh boy, so much. I say, oh boy, a lot. <laughs> there's like there should be just a You're constant funny. clip of you just oh boy just all oh the old boys boy. oh boy oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um i am looking to you know continue finishing that game and i'm gonna play some other stuff if anyone wants to come hang out and chill out and have a nice relaxed stream with uh me <laughs> but cool. uh that does it for us here we just gotta give our little closing out that if you want to you know Send us any comments, uh, ask to be on the podcast. You can reach us at the replayerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or questions for membership with Retro Replay, you can reach Pagan and or Drew at members at retroreplayshow.com. Mm -hmm. And that does it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. That's game over. Thank you, Michael. Bye. Goodbye, visual Thanks, listeners. <laughs> Goodbye, visual listeners. Fair audio listeners. Fair See you later, visual listeners. You'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll work on it. We'll, we'll workshop it. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll come back with something. <laughs> Can you hear me, visual listeners? <laughs> oh my god. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.